0: And we're back with more of the Pope on Film.
1: It's time, buddy. It is time. Yes, buddy, my friend, it is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film podcast to hop, skip, and jump into the second half of the show. And it is said second half wherein we finally and eventually get around to discussing our all-new Extra Strength Movie of the Week. And this week, we discuss one of the strangest movies we have ever discussed, the 1941 meta-musical, Hell's a Poppin', starring Olsen and Johnson, the Hell's a Poppin' boys. Did you see the, the MST thing that I sent you? No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Okay, well, uh, skip to the end. Um, so I used to be really into Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. Three thousand. And, it, of course, not only did I love Mystery Science Theater, I also loved Joel. I feel that Joel was the best yeah. Mystery Science theatering person that was out there. So anyway, Mystery, the reason why I chose this movie to discuss on the podcast Mystery Science Theater, Season 4, Episode 19. The film is the Rebel set, but before the movie, they watch a short entitled Johnny at the Fair, and it's the one where the little kid gets lost at the World's Fair. Yeah. Or State Fair or whatever, and he gets into all of these shenanigans. Oh, he's meeting the mayor. Oh, here's a legendary Canadian figure skater. What? Now Johnny has the best seat in the house, sitting on the lap of undefeated world heavyweight champion Joe Lewis. Uh-oh. And then he, like, Johnny can't find his parents. He's on the steps somewhere crying. And then, oh, who comes to cheer up Johnny? Why, it's Olsen and Johnson. The hell's a-poppin' boys. Yeah. And there's a and and they start doing their like vaudevillian shtick, being all shticky. Yeah. And there is one small part where Olson and Johnson seem to fucking rough up the kid a little bit. Yeah. And, and and they like grab the kid's arm and they're like pulling him and it's like, damn, I don't know who the fuck Olson and Johnson, the hell's a poppin' boys are, but. <laughs> I'm going to have to remember that. And I I, I I saw that Mystery Science Theater short so much. It was released in one of their VHS tapes of just Mystery Science Theater shorts. Yeah. And I watched that short so much that decades later, I'm in my 40s and I'm looking for free movies, bizarre free movies to watch for the podcast on YouTube. And I see a film called Hell's a Poppin' and my geeky brain went, oh, Olsen and Johnson, the Hell's a Poppin' boys? They cheered up Johnny when he got lost. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll just put this on a list of free YouTube movies that maybe we could do one of these years, decades, whatever. Yeah. And then finally, I just went, oh, you know what? The last movie we saw was fucking a disturbance in the force and that was fine but it was new so we need to watch an older film what's the oldest film that we have and that was olsen and johnson the hell's a poppin boys yeah. and so i just said oh this will be fun to finally figure out who Olson and johnson the hell's a poppin boys is i had no fucking idea how crazy ass this movie was this is insane Along with that, I also think that there's a
0: lot of shit that was going over our heads because Because we weren't in the time. it, It was topical then, yes.
1: Yeah, there's one scene I think it's when Martha Ray is singing Watch the Birdie and she's going through the crowd and she stops and she sees two people and then she just keeps walking. As far as I can tell those two people were a famous comedy duo. Yeah. That just make a uh, wordless cameo in this movie, and it just flew over our heads. So yeah, there's a lot of things that are. But flowing. But would have
0: been huge at the time. Yeah. 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 Like, I mean, I, I thought of that like toward the beginning, where uh, one of them bumped up into bumped up into the sled, and it was Rosebud.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I was like, okay, so that was really topical at the time. Now if that movie had not become a huge success, we would have no idea what that meant. Yeah. True. Very true. And I am tempted to walk to look up man walks with plant asking for Mrs. Johnson.
1: Yeah. I thought that was something. I thought that was something, but, uh, yeah, no, this is a wacky ass movie. It's like, uh, the Marx Brothers, if they did cocaine. Yeah.
0: And really got I mean, I mean, they they really got experimental with what a film
1: comedy could be. Yeah. And, and like and fucking it, it's meta as hell. Yeah, it seemed way ahead of its time because like so many movies and TV shows and cartoons and video games break the fourth wall. But this movie was doing all that shit back in 1941. Yeah. You know, this is an insane ass movie, just wall to wall, crazy gags. And uh, some of them that are funny, some of them that are groaning. I really liked when either Olsen or Johnson picked up the phone and they were talking to someone. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's bad. Oh, that's bad. Oh, that's good. And his partner's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, that's bad. Oh, that's good. What are you doing? I'm helping her pick strawberries. Oh. I fucking loved that. That was so fucking dumb. And I had a smile on my face bigger than Martha Ray's. Before I get to Martha Ray, um, do you remember that one fucking Daffy Duck cartoon? Yes. Where he realizes he's a cartoon? Yes. Um, that came out twelve years after *Hells a poppet. Really. Yeah. And, and and they and they do that um, that shot in this movie in 1941. They do that shot where uh fucking Shep Howard. Yeah. Shep fucks with the. Pro- yeah, fucks with the projector. So now there's two screen. There's two uh film cells yeah. on the same screen and one guy up here is talking to the two other characters down here and it's like shit I thought Daffy Duck invented that yeah no in the cartoon in the 1953 cartoon Duck but Amuck then, no then, it was
0: fucking Olsen people... and
1: Johnson the hell's a popping boys yeah.
0: but then they start like pushing up the people in the movie start pushing up on the top of the frame
1: to get it straightened out. (laughs) Yeah. And that's also some Daffy Duck shit he did in that cartoon. I was shocked to find out that my favorite cartoon from my childhood was a ripoff of some fucking musical. No one has heard of. No, no one knows who Olsen and Johnson. The hell's a poppin boys are. I kind of figured out why we'll get to that later. Um, but the cast is crazy. There's Olson and Johnson, who I've never fucking heard of. There's the guy who plays the lawyer slash magician. He's a lawyer magician. Yeah. Fucking. It, he was known for, um, saying something funny and then going, whoo-hoo, that was his like gimmick." Yeah. And so, so many other people in the '40s and '50s and even '60s copied that from him. They made parodies of him all the time in Looney Tunes cartoons. There was a Heckle and Jekyll cartoon where they were dealing with a funny bird that was that guy. Yeah, he was like super famous. And then the screenwriter is what's his name? The what? guy in the movie who who oh,
0: I pretended don't know to I don't
1: You know just said names. the actor's name.
0: I said the actor's. Name.
1: Oh, Elijah Cook. Thank you. Yes. Oh god he, yeah. Yeah, Elijah Cook's in this and he owned the house on Haunted Hill and I love that. I oh, love no, that. Oh
0: man. He he has been an awesome character actor forever. He still might be out there somewhere. I wouldn't be surprised. He was in the Court Martial episode of the original Star Trek. He Damn. was he was a kind of an informant guy. In the Night Stalker?
1: Night Stalker.
0: Yeah. Kolchak? Kolchak? Yes. The original movie. Yeah. This is Elijah Cook we're talking about here.
1: And then. And then.
0: Fucking. Martha Ray. Martha Ray.
1: Who was in the Martha Ray is one of those people. That. When I was growing up, I knew who Martha Ray was. I don't. Kn- I didn't know why I knew Martha yes. Ray, but she was just one of those famous people that was famous because movies and TV told me Martha Ray was famous. She was Benita Bazaar in the Bugaboos. Yes. Sid and Marty Croft. Baby. Lidsville Was she in Lidsville? No, but like there was like literally Sid and Marty Croft said, "Oh, we need to come up with a uh with a idea for a kids show. I know. Let's just take a shit ton of LSD and we'll write down whatever the fuck happens." And yeah. then they make Lidsville. Yeah. It's fucking it's 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 just like the uh, Mr. Show did a parody of Sid and Marty Croft, and it was the magical world of Drugachusetts.
0: Drugachusetts.
1: Yeah. But Martha Ray is one of those people. I grew up, she'd yeah. be on a talk show. She'd be on Hollywood Square. She'd be on a game show. She'd be on a rerun of The Carol Burnett Show. And of course, those Holly Dent commercials. Yes but I never knew why she was famous, but here she is and she's young and she's at the top of her game and she's being super, uh, um, hyper and running around and hoofing and singing. And like, uh, she was quite the looker back in the day. Never thought I'd say that, but like, damn, Martha Ray was hot. You know, I feel this exact same conflicting emotions every time I, I every time that I see a young picture of Betty White, yeah, because like God dang, she she was beautiful back when she was born in like the sixteen hundreds. Yeah, and like this isn't the best movie that we've watched on the podcast, but man, this is fucking one of the strangest, and I love it.
0: It 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 deserves to be
1: known more than it is. Yes. It's innovative as fuck. It's innovative as fuck. It is bizarre. It's like a 1941 attempt at making a live action family guy episode. Yeah. You know how they have those non sequiturs like, huh, was, this is worse than that time I decided to go to bikini wax. And then suddenly you're seeing some other thing. In this film, Martha Ray is picked up by Frankenstein and thrown through a theater onto a bear riding a unicycle. Yeah. How can you beat that? How can you beat that's a scene in this film? Well well, who
0: was the guy that they were telling had to leave the movie?
1: Stinky. Stinky I I I I posted the picture on, on the my friggin' facebook. Uh Oh, there it is. Thank you, Genie. Attention, please, if Stinky Miller is in the audience, go home. Yes. Stinky Miller.
0: It's crazy. But then they kept doing it until somebody from the audience got up and
1: left. Yeah. It's some crazy-ass shit. Olsen and Johnson, they were ahead of their time. The hell's a-popping, boys. I finally figured out who Olsen and Johnson, the Hell's a Poppin' Boys is from Mystery Science Theater, season four, episode 19, short entitled Johnny at the Fair. I'm so excited that I uh, knew Mystery Science Theater enough to track this down and watch it because it was fucking amazing. (laughs) And I loved it. Also, this is the second appearance of Martha Ray.
0: When was your first?
1: On this podcast, this is her second appearance. Yes. When was this birth? is the second time in which she has appeared in the podcast. But you wouldn't know that, would you? Would you, buddy? You wouldn't.
0: Not after this many podcasts,
1: no. No, you wouldn't. And I'll tell you why you wouldn't. You wouldn't because you didn't have the guts, the, the intestinal fortitude To watch all of Pippin. Oh. Martha Ray is Pippin's grandmother. And she has one song. And at one point, they try to stop her. And she says, she says, like, in a very Martha Ray way, Still don't interrupt me. I only have one song in this musical. And then she continues singing the song. It's fucking beautiful. Did
0: did we actually do Pippin for the show? I know we talked. It was homework. Back when homework? we were
1: doing homework. And you could not get through Pippin, and that hurt my feelings. Yeah, no. I yeah. Remember,
0: I remember having watched part of Pippin.
1: And then given up. Yeah. So you yeah. got a zero yeah. for that episode. Because it was homework. My my dog ate it. You're getting a you're getting a a B. In yeah. podcasting, you could have been getting an A, but you decided not to turn in your homework for Pippin. And now here we are doing Martha Ray again. And you're like, Martha Ray, I'm so confused. When did she appear? It hurts, Bunny. It hurts. Funny. <laughs> yes. So I do remember that you didn't see Pippin, and I'm still really pissed about it. Like, <laughs> so much later in our podcast history, but I'm still pissed off about it. Bunny, this, what I'm about to ask you, may very well be the hardest thing you have ever had to do on this podcast. Okay. Harder than the time you juggled those midgets. Harder than the time that you saved those burning buildings from all those orphans. Yes. Harder than the time that you fought Butterbean live on the podcast. Yeah. Can you hit us with the plot of Elsa Poppin'? Okay. Well, I'm first there's,
0: back. there's an A plot and a B plot, okay? Okay. So, first, the A plot. There hold on, no, I just want to take the there was no A plot. There was no actual plot for the A plot. Yeah. I the just want to start B-plot. off by saying
1: that the movie starts with what seems to be a Broadway version of Hawksong. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's weird. But then it gets weird.
0: Yeah. The B plot <sighs> Was a, a, a kind of jammed in there romance sort of a thing where if this play is a hit, this guy's gonna marry the girl that they didn't want him to marry, so they tried to do everything they could to fuck up the play. Very yeah. producer's esque. Yes. <clears throat> That's it. <laughs>
1: But it's like a play within a movie, and then it's a play within a movie, within a movie based on a play. Yes. Hell's a and Oh, Satan's on a tear. No, hell's a popping. Yep. So let me tell you and about the whole
0: opening credits. There are angels falling from heaven into hell.
1: No, it's not angels falling into heaven into hell cuz this is based on a Broadway play. So the way that I saw that introduction, first here's Shep Howard as a projection. No, no I'm literally during the credits. No, no, no. This is how I see it. I see it as this is the beautiful cuz this is based on a successful Broadway show. So here is the Broadway dancers coming down this beautiful golden staircase. And it's beautiful, and then the staircase goes into a turns into a slide, and all the dancers go into hell where they are tortured. Yes, by what I can tell, what what I can only assume is the carnival gang from the second Batman movie. Yes, it's fucking weird and bizarre, and I absolutely love it. And so I had to figure out like how the fuck. Did this film get made? And so and, and, in order to do hell, that,
0: but basically hell was was like middle-aged male homoerotica.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's incredible. It's available for free on YouTube. And those of you who are watching this, those of you who are listening to it, it's like an hour and 20 minutes. It's a musical. Yeah. It's called Hell's a Pop, and you yeah. should go see it. Trust us. It's Fucking good. Like,
0: Jesus, get a pair of underwear that covers your entire ass.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And just so many little, tiny, bizarre gags. The one guy getting tortured, I can't stand it, I can't stand it, and then he just wins tic-tac-toe on a horse's ass. That's a scene in this movie from
0: 1941.
1: Yeah. Fucking weird-ass film. So this is how the film got made and this is why we don't know Olsen and Johnson. And in order to tell this story, I have to talk to you about two things. You're going to be confused about the math here, but we are going to be talking about two things. Abbott and Costello. Okay. That's one thing.
0: That, that actually just ran a chill up my spine.
1: Okay. No, know but here's the thing. Fuck Lou
0: Costello was.
1: It's it's two it's two people, but since they're a duo, that counts as one thing. Yeah. Okay. So Abbott and Costello is one, and then the second thing is two thousand orphans. Okay. Two thousand orphans also count as one thing. So an one Abbott and one Costello and two thousand orphans equal two things. Because 2,000 orphans, that's one thing. And then Abbott and castello was another. So I will be reading a lot of this from our podcast's secret savior, Uh It's a website. I, I don't know if a lot of exists. No. So this is from the Hell's a Poppin uh, Wa- Waikapadaya page. Hell's a Poppin' had its premiere at the Rivoli Theater in New York City on Christmas Day, 1941. The first performance at 10 a.m. was for 2,000 orphans. Okay. And a second showing was held at 2 p.m. for 2,000 soldiers and sailors with the official premiere on Christmas Day in the evening. The The Rivoli run was relative.
0: Huh? For 2000 of what then? We did orphans. Yeah. We did soldiers and sailors. But then when it really opened on Christmas day, it has to be 2000 or something.
1: Just 2000. I don't know. But I imagine that if I die and end up in hell, yeah. I will be so sur- in a movie theater surrounded by 2000 fucking orphans. <laughs> that will be my Sisyphus pushing a boulder up a hill. Yeah. I cannot think of anything worse than that. Yeah. That is my fucking kryptonite. I can't imagine being in a theater with 2000 orphans and they are
0: all all the Oliver Twist type
1: in my it's this is really weird but in my mind they're like tiny Mickey Mouses like every once in a while they do a Mickey Mouse cartoon where there's all of these little kids that look like Mickey Mouse and they're all in an orphanage and like they're all trying to entertain them or take care of them or something in my mind the two thousand orphans are tiny Mickey Mouses okay which might sound weird but 2,000 Orphans is also the name of my 10,000 Maniacs cover band. (laughs) So, 2,000 Orphans, be sure and check us out on tour. Oddly,
0: oddly, it's the name of my new cookbook.
1: Nice! 2,000 Orphans! Yeah, what this is what you can do if you have 2,000 Orphans. What you can make in the oven if you have 2,000 Orphans lying around the house. So the Rivoli run was relatively short, indicating a flop. So the movie didn't show at the Rivoli Theater in New York City for often, but columnist Gilbert Fraunhar, Fraunhar, explained that the Rivoli Theater was near the Winter Garden Theater, which was where they were showing the Broadway musical Hell's a Poppin'. Uh And so hundreds of thousands of New Yorkers passing the Rivoli were confused and thought that they were passing the Winter Garden, and so many of them actually saw the play live, and therefore passed up the theater showing the movie, thinking that it was the other theater showing the play. Okay. Nice. Okay. The Rivoli engagement, notwithstanding, "Hell's a popping "Hell's a Poppin'" became a smash hit. It was Universal's top box office attraction at the time, surpassing Abbott and Costello. Okay. Quote from uh, another quote from columnist Gilbert Fraunhard. Quote, Universal executives admit that Poppin' is outgrossing Abbott and Costello's films. And when a universal exec makes an admission like that, the picture has to be doing terrific business. More specifically, Hells a pop in 10 minutes in the bunch of openings it has had to date, has outgrossed every Abbott and Costello film we are told. So, so that got me confused, right? Cause it's yeah. like, Oh, okay. So, uh, Abbott and Costello, they were huge, like 1941. Holy shit. They were like, they were like, they were like a fat drug addicted Taylor Swift. Yeah. You know, like they were huge. So it's like, okay, well then how come I don't know fucking Olsen and Johnson? So I had to dig deeper. So what I found was there's a Wikipedia page for Hells a Pop in the movie and there's a Wikipedia page for Hells a Pop in the play and there's a Wikipedia page for Olsen and there's a Wikipedia page in, from for Johnson. And so this is uh, the Wikipedia page for either Olsen or Johnson. Um, Olson and Johnson's greatest triumph was as the stars and producers of Hell's a Poppin, a zany Broadway review which opened at the 46th Street, Street Theater on September 22nd, 1938, and ran for a record 1,404 performances. Now, what made this such a smash hit on Broadway was they would be doing all of these gags to people in the audience. And, like, two-thirds of them were plants. So, okay. like, at one point, they decide to just get off of the stage and have a raffle. And, oh, who is sitting on C1248? Oh, you win. You get a special prize. And so one winner of a so-called raffle had a block of ice plant placed in his lap. Okay as well as indignities inflicted on actual paying customers. So the play was breaking the fourth wall, and there were plants in the audience that they were fucking with, and also regular people that they would sometimes fuck with. The play became a smash hit despite a lukewarm critical reception. Uh, Hell's a Poppin' was followed by two other smash Broadway hits, Sons o' Fun in 1941, and Laughing Room Only, in 1944, Hell's a Poppin' was translated into a film released in 1941. Olson and Johnson used the film as an opportunity to satirize Hollywood, as well as some impressive rifts on filmmaking conventions. The picture, a movie within a movie within a play within a movie, foreshadowed a future style of comedy that would find its way into the films of Who Frame Roger Rabbit, Mel Brooks, and TV's Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yes. The film also was, is also known for having what many consider to be the finest example of swing dancing ever put on film performed by Whitney's Lindy Hoppers, here billed as the Harlem Kangaroo Dancers. Yeah. So uh, this film was followed by Crazy Horse, which didn't do good, and Ghost Catchers, which also didn't do that good. After their final starring movie, See My Lawyer, released in 1945, the team tried but failed to make its mark on television with the Fireball Fun For All, a summer replacement on TV for Texaco Star Theater starring Milton Burl. Then they attempted to make a comeback with one last Broadway review, pardon our French, but the show failed to catch fire and they entered semi-retirement. With the advent of Las Vegas as a gambling and entertaining mecca, the team was able to find steady work until Johnson became too ill to perform. Chick Johnson died of kidney failure in 1962 in Vegas. He was buried in March of 1962 and eventually joined in an adjacent plot by Ollie Olson in Palm Desert Memorial Cemetery in Las Vegas. So at one point in time, Olson and Johnson were bigger than fucking Abbott and Costello. But I and Costello stuck around while they were never able to fully match the popularity of Hell's a PUP and and now people have no idea who the fuck Olsen and Johnson are, but they should because this movie's fucking amazing.
0: But but have you ever met anybody actually named Chick?
1: No. No. I've met some razors named Chick. But oh now- no, those are sheep.
0: But it's, it does seem like it was kind of a popular name back then. Chick, yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah. yeah. So what the fuck
1: happened?
0: Was there a chick back there somewhere, some chick that just fucked it up all, for all the rest of the chicks?
1: I guess so, yeah.
0: Like, I don't want to be a chick no more. That chick's a douchebag.
1: Oh, shit, it's snowing outside. It's snowing. Fucking hooray. I'm from Phoenix. This weather pisses the shit out of me. Yeah. So. So I recommend anyway. Yeah. Highly recommend. It's fucking crazy. And like I was high when I was watching it. And it's like, holy shit. Am I imagining all of this? Because this is crazy. It really is ahead of its time. 1941. But damn, this is some contextualized metaphor. Breaking the fourth wall. Fucking shit. Yeah. It is incredible. It's free on YouTube. Go watch it. Mrs. Uh, Johnson. Olson and Johnson, the hells a-poppin' boys. And if you want to see them rough up a small child, just check out Mystery Science Theater Season 4, Episode 19. The film is entitled The Rebel Set and the short is called Johnny at the Fair. Featuring Joe Lewis and Olson and Johnson, the hells a-poppin' boys. <laughs> So that's it for this episode. Yes. It's been a fun episode. Thank you for checking. Boost viewers for free at DogeHype.com. Fucking I can't believe that uh people are still trying to do like crypto, like it's a thing. Yeah. Like anybody gives a shit about that anymore, you know? Well, they're trying but,
0: to dump theirs now.
1: Yeah. But um, thank you for watching. Here's my boobs. And next week, we're going to be having a great Jeff. It's going to be episode 473. Next week, I will be bringing back half historical approximations next week. We're going to do this. Okay. It's going to be fun. You're going to like it. And then our movie, since we did a movie from 1941. I thought, well, let's try and go back into the present. So, there is one movie that I hate so much that I love. Okay. And that is the fairly newish film from SNL's Please Don't Destroy. Okay. And the movie is entitled Please Don't Destroy The Legend of Foggy Mountain, which was the 2023 winner of the most Us movie of the year. Okay. And it's already on the cuff cuff, and it's 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 a stupid ass movie, and I love it. And I can't wait to watch it and talk with you about it because I love this film. I have never heard of this one. Nobody has. Nobody has seen this. Right now, the only people who have seen this is please don't destroy. Uh, the kid who sang never ending the never ending story theme in stranger things conan o'brien and me yeah and after that you will join our our exclusive group this is an amazing movie so that's so that's next week but before but that's next week but now that i look back at this week the highs the lows the ups the downs um martha ray olson and johnson the hells a poppin boys my world tour, my brother's into diaper play. I got to say, I think this has been a very good episode.
0: This has been a damn good episode.
1: Okay, good. I felt the same way. I'm in agreement with what you said. I felt that before you even said it, but I didn't want to, you know, step on your toes. I feel you're the one who makes that distinction. But yes, I concur with your assessment. Good, sir. So until next week, I am Bunny Williams. And I am Reverend Maylin. And on behalf of uh, Jeannie and uh, Joe Lewis, Olsen and Johnson, Martha Ray, Q, and the rest of our wacky cast of characters, I just want to say thanks for listening. And we will see you next week, you godless heathens. Really say it loud. Thank you. <laughs> okay, now it's time for the Pope on Film Halftime Spectacular featuring Usher. Do-do-do-do-do. do 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 do